Hey, y'all. This is Merritt here with Manly Musings, episode 14. And wow, episode we, 14. That's incredible. Oh, and you hear that. That would be Kevin. He is back from uh, health and safety protocol list. Yeah, thankfully. Thank uh, God. It's been <laughs> worst week ever. Uh, would have been back yesterday, but, but you we know, had some technical difficulties and terrible. I think I Kevin, apologize, people. I think Kevin dropped once and I was like, oh, crap. And then all of a sudden I ended everything and he copped right back on. I was like, oh, okay, that's why me. The second time Kevin just dropped and it was and then it just didn't not happening. <laughs> so we texted back and forth and we're like, let's just not deal with the technical difficulties tonight. Let's just say screw it. We'll do it tomorrow. No big deal. It's one day late than normal. So everybody, you'll get it some point tonight and tomorrow. So enjoy. You didn't have to listen to our voices for an extra day. Yes. <laughs> That's the nice part. Um, so tonight, guys, we're going to dive into our mailbag. So this is what last week's episode was supposed to be about. Uh, instead, you had me rambling for 20-something minutes. Uh, I know I sounded horrible. It's okay. Doing a podcast by yourself is extremely tough. So if anyone out there that does that, more power to you. You have some type of an imagination uh, to do that. So uh, more power to you for doing that thing. Um, but we're also, we were going to have a special guest on tonight, uh, Christy. She had messaged me yesterday saying that she was under the weather. So we're actually going to move that uh, conversation to next week. So I want to be all ears on that. It should be a great conversation with her to talk about her career path, her writing, uh, and, and anything else that we do feel like we can touch on and really give somebody a understanding of how she got there and maybe inspire somebody else to do it. So, but Kevin, got any words for everybody since you're back? Uh, no, honestly, happy to be, had to be happy to be back. I'm excited to talk about this busy sports week. It's probably the only good thing of me being sick is that I just got to stay home and really take in all this sports that happened. And we have lots to talk about for this mailbag episode. There's a lot guys. So you know, the past few episodes have been about an hour to hour and 20. <laughs> we are going to keep it around that same time frame. Uh, we don't want to continue. We don't want to extend it like we had the first few episodes. So we're going to dive right in. Um, two days ago, we had the national championship for college football. Everyone knows who won. Everyone's already seen um, the quarterback's interview on Good Morning America afterwards, where he literally was like, like, hey, have you gotten any sleep? He goes, um, a little, maybe some, not really, maybe some. Like, he was still drunk 100% in that interview. Love it. And more power to him. His story, I don't know if anyone knows it. It's been out there a little bit. He had three offers out of high school. That was it. No big, big schools. They were all mid-major. Um, it was a preferred walk-on at Georgia, his dream school. Didn't get a lot of playing time, was kind of bouncing up and down the roster. So he decided to leave. He went to a junior college, killed it at the junior college, came back to Georgia. He was the fifth string quarterback. Fifth string. Crazy. He worked his way up. You know, he's sitting behind Fields. He's sitting behind Fromm. So he's sitting behind some very good quarterbacks that went to Georgia. And just wait by the time, by the time he then got the chance to start, got benched because his play last year. And then 
started again. And this year he led a very good team, which I'm, I'm happy. I I'm, a, if I pick an sec team, it would be Georgia. They're fun to watch. It's a bulldog. So it's cool. Yeah. I have some friends that are some Georgia bulldogs go dogs out here. Yeah. He's gone through a lot. What's his name? Stetson Bennett, right? Is that his yeah. name? Yeah. I mean, he's went from walk on to Juco player back to the school where he originally was a walk on earned himself a scholarship and honestly earned himself and the Georgia Bulldogs that this uh, national title. Um, it was nice to see somebody else win it for a change. I think Mary and I could agree, but, and we had a hell of a game, like, you know, the two, you know, semi semifinal games were kind of snorefest and blowouts, mm-hmm. but we actually got a really great game for the national championship. And I was, I watched like the majority of it and I was like, wow, other than the beginning with the uh, field goal fest was pretty boring. But like once we got through the second half, he really got rolling and shout out to the Bulldogs. They deserve it. And that ends college football season this year. Badly. You know, I, yeah, man, I just, I'm so sad that college football is over. It's one of the best times of the year when that comes around. Uh, not like we're going to watch spring games. We'll barely pay attention until, yeah, end of July. <laughs> you know, we've got uh, NFL playoffs coming up this weekend. A lot of big games. This Every game in the playoffs, I believe, is a rematch of some time throughout the year. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So that'll be awesome. Uh, what else do we have? NBA, of course. It's such a weird season. Golden State 100% is going to win it with Clay Thompson back. Don't worry. We're going to talk about that shortly. Uh, so I think we're going to have some fun with, with the sports season this year as, you know, as long as COVID stays away. Yeah, as long as COVID can uh, calm itself down a little bit, we should be, we just need to honestly make it to the spring where it's warm out and then we'll be fine. So yeah. Well, we can get the, through the mayor January, in February. That'd be amazing. Was it the mayor? Yeah. The mayor in New York said like, we've hit the peak of COVID cases. Um, and they expected to start doing this. I was like, cool. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Whatever. Just tell me I don't have to wear a mask in like a couple of weeks. I'll be happy. Uh, Cause actually <laughs> it's in the three more days is how long the mask mandate is in effect okay. here in New York. So we'll see if they extend it. They probably will, but you never know. Um, head coaches in the NFL <laughs> on black Monday. Oh, that yeah. was, uh, that was some fun stuff to watch. Um, Zimmer, Nagy, and uh, Vic uh, Fangio. Oh, we all knew those three were going to be done. They they weren't doing well. Uh, Zimmer, for some reason, has a great team, but just can't put it together. Just strange to me. Um, Don't forget uh, Brian Flores from, I, that, uh, that, from Miami. That one is mind-boggling mind-boggling how did you he, he's had two winning seasons in a row but it's it, hard to come by in the nfl unless you're an elite team that's doing it every year right you know we'll exclude the patriots who did it for basically 20 years in a row until last year was the first losing season in almost 20 years it's not 
common. You know, Steelers haven't had a losing season. Perennial teams have. In 18 years, remember that? Haven't had a losing season in 18 years. Yeah. Which is great. Honestly, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. He's always ended up like eight and eight every year. Yeah. He's always been like here or here. Like it's never been way up here or down here. It's always like. It's always right (laughs) in that middle section. He always knows what he's doing. Um, I just still can't believe Flores. There must have been something. I've seen the reports saying that the relationship soured with certain people and all of this, but. Yeah, I think they talked about there are some disagreements behind the scenes that caused for the firing. But honestly, you know, Brian Flores is probably going to be one of the first ones hired. We all know that. He should be the number one on anyone's list. Um, if I'm him, I'm not touching any team that's in Florida, AKA yep. the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I think he'd be a good fit though with the Raiders. I think that would be a good spot. You have an established core of players. You have a decently strong defense. Yes. You would have to play the best, one of the best teams in the NFL twice every year, but look what you did in Miami and you had nothing. He had nothing. So go there. I think, I think that would be a good landing spot for him. And I hope that's where he goes though. I do like that the Raiders have their interim coach and they made the playoffs and that interim coach does deserve a chance. Yeah, for sure. So I think you, you have somebody else on here. Joe judge last night. uh, Finally. I love how honestly he sucks so much. Like I honestly felt like bad for giant fans just watching them play. Cause you could tell Giants just didn't care about anything. Yeah. They're terrible. When they did like, a QB sneak on a third and nine. Yeah. All the way by the goal line. What are you doing? I I couldn't believe that. And I started laughing because I, I remember watching that game live. I was like, wow, they really just did a goal line sneak from third and nine. I'm like. Pathetic, absolutely pathetic. And the Giants deserve way more. And I hope they get the right hire so they don't have to keep doing this coaching carousel. But I don't know. They, they haven't had... They're starting from scratch again. They fired they... the GM left, I believe. And then now they fired the coach. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. But so I don't know what is next for them, but it was better than where they were going. I think <laughs> that is the one spot that I would not want to go to besides Jacksonville. It's just a dumpster fire. They paid way too much money for subpar receivers right now. And yes, Galladay is a good receiver. He's all right, but he's, he didn't score a touchdown. Their, their receivers didn't touch the end zone. Your, your offensive line is God awful. Yep. You have one of the best running backs in the NFL when he is 100% healthy and Saquon Barkley. And you're telling me that you're just going to put a crappy O-line in front of him and say, hey, good luck. And then you have... If if I'm Saquon... I'm gone. Yeah. If there is nothing, no progress by this upcoming year, I would ask for a trade, demand a trade, because we are wasting the prime of a very special athlete in New York city. If he just continues to be with the giants with, and they don't do anything to help him. It's terrible. It's ridiculous. 
Hold on, I want to see when his contract's up. It's got to be soon. I would think so because I would it would be coming up on his end of his rookie deal, unless he signed another contract out elsewhere. I just want to make sure. I think it is. I think. It, yeah. So next year will be oh, good. His final year. <laughs> next year he's gonna make seven point two million dollars. <laughs> Hey, he takes his money and runs to a team that actually cares about their running backs or knows what to do with them. I would, I would do that in a heartbeat because oh, God, I don't think yeah. Giants are going to be doing anything for him. No, and they need to get rid of Daniel Jones. No, nope. the guy's trash. <clears throat> he's like, he's yeah, he's a goofier looking Eli Manning, but doesn't have the caliber to win like he does. So he would be a. I think he is a perennial backup. He would be fine as a backup role running the practice squad going in if needed here and there. Um, it's just amazing because like, if you look at when Daniel Jones was drafted and all the other people of the opportunities that the giants probably could have drafted that year, it's, it's pretty, pretty terrible. If you're a giants fan. It's all right. My buddy sent me a, a picture and it was, it was, I can't remember what it, the picture was, but it was like the Patriots selected Nikhil Harry here and the 49ers selected Debo Samuel here. And I'm going, can we not do this? Let's not. It's the worst like, can we ever. stop? Cause Nikhil Harry, we all know sucks. <laughs> Even if you're not a Patriots fan, you know, he sucks. It's um, rough, rough deal. It's a rough deal. This one you sent me last week. This was very interesting. I saw it, but I really didn't pay attention to it. I'll let you take the oh, brain on yes. this one. All right. So last week you had, Kyle Lowry, he got ejected for tossing the ball to the official. And he didn't just, he didn't throw it. He literally just caught it and just gently popped it off his hand. Yeah. So I'll set the scene for everybody. Uh, Looks like there was a call that happened. Kyle Lowry gets the ball, slowly kind of lets it go, roll off his hand, and it hits the referee in the knee, in which he didn't expect it. Referee goes ahead, gives him a technical, and gives the signal that he was throwing him out. That was his second technical of the game. Okay. So that's why he got tossed. It was because he had <laughs> wow. two technicals. Um, I did not know about the first one. Okay. But come on. Yeah. I got this sent to me by my friend. Shout out to my friend Carrie out here. And I looked at the video. I watched it twice because I was like, maybe I'm missing something. And I was like, oh, he just, like, rolled the ball to him. And the referee got pissed off. He must have had some sort of agenda with Larry earlier in the game is my, my assumption. If he were to just throw him out that way, because that's norm. They refs normally are pretty patient for the uh, when it comes to certain players because, you know, that they're a little bit more emotional. So, man, I just I just remember watching that and I was like, damn, that really sucks. Sorry, I am dealing with work things as we are doing this tonight. We have All some day. issues at work. Um, so you can continue with the next one because yes, this absolutely. is one of your favorite players. <clears throat> yes, shout out as everybody's seen this weekend. Mr. Clay Thompson has returned back to the court for the first time in nine months. Uh, Golden State got really excited for him. His, I believe his first bucket was him driving to the lane. And dunking it and yeah, i think it was just, too yeah and it's great to see him back clay is a talent that is 
you know, hit with him and Steph together. They're probably one of the best duos ever in the league. They're definitely the best uh, dual threat guards in, to play in the league, shooting-wise. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're probably two of the best shooters ever. That, you know, that's, that's a real hard thing to say. But yeah. I definitely think they are two of the best. And, man, the league better watch out because it's going to get scary once they start to get rolling. Clay starts to get some more minutes in, and he's, you know, getting back into the groove. Did you see his quote? He was like, 18 shots in 20 minutes? That's nothing. And Steph was like, yeah, that's Clay." <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He's, <laughs> he's back to it, just doing what he's supposed to be doing, you know, shooting them up. And, yeah, I am excited to have him back. But, man, is the is the Western Conference so going to be in for some serious trouble because – No one's going to touch them. Yeah, no one. I. <laughs> it's going to be very – very hard. I honestly can't figure out a team who I think would even match up well with them because I think maybe the Suns in the West, yeah. maybe the Suns. Yeah, because they have a little bit of they have some really good, you know, on ball defenders. Yeah, that can probably contain, not stop, contain, you know, Clay and them. Right. But by containing them, you're still letting him score 50 points. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna score 50 instead of 100. You yeah, know? but yeah, I think that'll be interesting. Your Lakers are as god awful as my team. So, oh man, I the Lakers. That's a whole nother story we'll get into. But it is hard for me to watch them because you can just tell, like they don't know what to do. It is they're having some serious problems. And they need to figure it out. They're running out of time or else, you know, they, they're just going to have to blow it up again. Or instead of getting all the all-stars from 2006, they're going to have to get them from like 2011 or something. I know, seriously. And then like everything about them, it just, it just, it looks off. They don't, they're not on the same page at all. So um, the fact we, that LeBron had to play center, one of the games this week scares me. Anthony Davis, I love him. I think he's a great basketball player, but he might have been the worst decision after they got that championship. Very he, possible. He is not looking good. Yeah, he needs to get the hell back on the damn court. There's a thing. They need to trade Westbrook. They need to get rid of him. I love Westbrook. I want him to win a ring, but no, it's just he's kind of. How do you call it? He's, he's he's kind of a thorn in the thumb. He's a head case. It's bad. He his his game doesn't translate for a team. Like and he's not young and as I mean still athletic, but it's not the same when he was averaging triple doubles and winning. It just yeah. he's averaging triple doubles and they're losing by by twenty. It just, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, they, that, that's not good. Um, we'll jump into the next thing. Yes. Gary Stills from our alma mater, West Virginia, signed a futures contract with the Chiefs the other day. So if you don't know what a futures contract is, basically means that after the football season, <laughs> their contract will be in, I guess you could say, on the books or whatever, um, to the 93-man roster at that point. So Whenever the new football year starts, that's basically when those contracts become guaranteed. 
for whatever, how much he is going to get, but that's awesome. I don't know how he was not drafted. I don't know how he's not playing. He was easily one of the best defensive players in the country uh, last year. So really just rough go for him on that. But yeah, I think in part of it, I think he got from what I understand, I think he got injured and then mm-hmm. he got, he said had a settlement. So he got a payment settlement from when he was with the Raiders. So yeah. that able to him to be able to just take this year off and just rest and get back and ready. And I would assume whatever happened to Darius this year, there's a big reason why Dante probably came back for this upcoming season. So he can pad up his numbers and maybe move himself up the draft board a little bit more. Yeah. So we should be, it'll be interesting. I hope he, he makes it into the league and, and is able to be on the team. It's definitely more than deserving. Um, especially with the chiefs because that defense is good, but that defense is getting old. Yes, exactly. So, They're going to need some help on that front that front line so mm-hmm. hopefully he can crack that rotation some way somehow the I only problem is ha- he's just he's undersized yeah too. his brother's bigger yeah Dante definitely is bigger Darius is much more I, I don't want to say athletic because they're both extremely athletic human beings for their size but he is the more agile and athletic one out of is the he? Two. I thought Dante was more athletic and Darius is more like he was kind of the stronger they're, great and grind guy. I'm pretty sure it's the other way around because like, Darius was always known to get into the quarterback like quick. Yeah. So we could be wrong. We, I could be saying the wrong thing. You could be saying the wrong thing. I don't even know. Look, I'm just happy we got another alumni back in the NFL. That's me what too. Matters. Um, All right. Mailbag suggestion. Oh, wait. No, I skipped one. We got to talk about our hats and our and whatever I'm wearing. All right. You go first. Okay. So. I took a break from the wrestling theme for this week, and I thought I'd show off some of my vintage wear. So for those that are watching on the Manly Musings podcast on YouTube, this right here is a Final Four crew neck sweatshirt from 1992. So you see this right here. Um, One of the reasons why I really like this one was because of the year it was. So this year, this is when you had the Fab Five of Michigan in the Final Four. Duke, Indiana, and of course Cincinnati. The Bob infamous Huggins. timeout. The infamous timeout was this year. Cincinnati. This was Bob Huggins' first Final Four that he came went to as a coach. I saw it when I was in Hawaii this year when I was doing my little vintage shopping, and I this was the first thing I saw in the store. Uh, shout out to Harbor's Vintage over in Waikiki. Um, I saw it. I was like, oh man, I really like that sweatshirt. My sister said she liked that sweatshirt too. I tried it on. I was like, all right, well, there's, there's no not going home with this now. So little buy. Uh, if you're looking for some vintage gear in Hawaii, make sure you hit up Harbor's Vintage. That's where I've got a lot of my fun wrestling tees that you guys see me wear on here. And uh, yeah, there you go. That's, that's much my little, my little crew neck. I got to find a, I got to find a good vintage <coughs> shop to get some vintage hats and tees. Yes. Yes. Not- I got to find some close to me too. There isn't, many around by me i found a gem at a it was long island thrift or whatever like a month ago nice and people don't get mad i'm just going to tell you the old name i know they're now the guardians but it's a cleveland indians like rain jacket oh that's dope with the original logo i'm like with the with the indian see so i'm like classics i'm like classics i'm gonna buy it because 
one, I can sell this later and people want to pay for it. Two, yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I'm just going to put it away for now before someone calls me, you know, a racist or a bigot or whatever. So I'm just going to keep that away. Oh my gosh. But I'm not well, that. <laughs> Please yes, don't. Yes. <laughs> uh, Merritt, uh, talk to us about your hat, sir. So I got this hat for Christmas from my brother-in-law, who is probably one of our biggest fans to this podcast. Uh, he goes to Clark University in Worcester, Mass. So they're the, so it's really weird. He was telling me the story. He goes, the school mascot is a cougar. This cougar looks like it's on drugs and got beat up in a back alley. It just <laughs> is very creepy looking. It's not, it, it just doesn't look good, but they call themselves Clarkies. So interesting. That's why the hat's Clarky. I saw the hat and all I thought was Clark Griswold. <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. So I love rocking it. It's a nice hat. It's definitely one of those dad hats. Um, but yeah, I, I'm definitely a fan. I can't wait to see what I pull out next week for 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 next week's episode. Be an interesting yes. one, I hope. But yes. let's let's dive into this, man. Like we've got a lot of mailbag suggestions this time yes. around. I, uh, thank goodness, because we've we've been having some serious like y'all need to be lately y'all need to be seeing these stories from my kevin and my instagram and the podcast instagram and respond come on yes help us out here guys that's all we ask we don't ask for much unless somebody wants to sponsor us too then that's cool too like that would be amazing actually that's just this you know all righty so first topic we got wvu daigie and 2022 uh well Luckily for us, I think we talked about it last week. He has chosen to move on from his time with us at West Virginia. We thank him for all of his efforts. And we're looking at 2022. Um, uh, For those that follow West Virginia as religiously as myself and Merritt, we just recently hired Graham Harrell, a former Texas Tech quarterback from his stardom as a new offensive coordinator for uh, the Mountaineers football team. An absolute smash mouth, amazing hire. Yeah. I remember watching Graham Harrell when he was at Tech, killing it, throwing for thousands and thousands of yards in his air raid system that he ran with Mike Leach. Um, he recently has been doing really well with uh, USC last couple of years, helping their quarterbacks get groomed. And I'm very curious to see how he's going to run this offense. Uh, this is a big step for Neil kind of changing the way of how he's been coaching because he's always been the coach that's been calling the plays, but now, you know, he's, 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 he's turning into a, I, I guess that they call it, he's, he's turning into a little bit more of a manager now. Uh, he's going to step away from the offensive duties and is going to give the reins off to Graham uh, Merritt. I know you and I have talked about this a bunch lately so your thoughts on that on the hire i love it it's perfect for what they need uh, i truly do appreciate that neil brown after the abysmal season that we had this year took a step back and realized he needs to be and his words were the ceo of the organization that is perfect because the game is changing every year Yep. Our offense was so stale, so, so stale this year. It, 
it, it was hard to watch certain certain days. It's like you had to turn it off because you were seeing the same things happen, and and there was nothing happening with the ball. It, and you it, would watch your, our defense just literally, you know, just work die their, in the sand. Uh, yeah, they're they're working their ass off. They're out there seventy five percent of the time. That Baylor game, I just I I watched it up until the third quarter, and it's like I can't. I just I can't. Um, I'm very happy. Um, rumor was last night that the USC quarterback that just entered the transfer portal was at the basketball game with Neil Brown. So that would be amazing because they're saying with him leaving, that means Caleb from Oklahoma, because he put his name into the transfer portal last week, Yeah, Mm -hmm. saying there is possibility he goes back to Oklahoma. He's still keeping that open, but he wants to see what else is out there. AK, dude is going to USC. Dude wants to play for uh, Lincoln Riley and just throw the ball all over the place because he he is an amazing quarterback. Um, I'd be very intrigued to see if we get that quarterback from USC to come to West Virginia. I don't think they need to sit out a year anymore. I think I don't remember how the transfer stuff all works. Um, I think transfer, he might have to still sit out a year, which is so dumb. So dumb. Why are you? Why are you going to? It'd be it'd be very interesting to see what happens with that. Um, if he comes, because that means you're re- we're really living in the world of free agency for college sports, which is crazy. Um, I saw someone, oh, was it um, the final four pod? So that's another podcast. Yeah, final forecast. So this is former West Virginia basketball players that run that podcast. But I think they put something out there the other day basically saying it would be interesting to see what happens to the kids that aren't picked up in the portal. You know, there's 200, 300 plus student athletes that are, Football players are in the transfer portal, and they're. Who knows what happens if they don't get a scholarship? That would be interesting to see. I would agree. So, guys, if you hear this, we'd love to talk with you. Definitely. Um, I'm now looking at the West Virginia schedule for next year. Oh, that first game, man. You want to go? I would love to go. I just got to figure out how I'm going to get there. Uh, I will go and I will drive your ass. Oh my gosh. I just got to hope I can get off that weekend. We'll just put it in out. now. Yeah. Put it in We're going to figure something out because I need to I go to that. Must. I need to go to that game and I need to yell, eat shit. You know what? Pit, eat shit yeah, pit to cause, these people. Because, fun fact, I have never attended a backyard brawl. Neither have I. Which is terrible. So, yep. if and we you can went make to school this happen, there before me for two more two years earlier than I did. Yes. If we can make this happen, if I can just come back and just like, I'll figure something out with work. But yeah, I would love to go to a brawl. Can I just look at this schedule and be like, what the hell? What happened? Our second game of the season, we play Kansas. Well, that's fun. All right. Interesting. So we could be one and one and one or two and oh, <laughs> is what you're telling yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay. Okay, yes. this will be interesting. Uh, I'm very excited for next year. Uh, just with the simple fact that they have some really good talent coming in. They've just signed a couple other people too. Uh, so I'm very, very intrigued to see how this team takes from last year. Yeah, the disappointment. And- keeping still Dante around, keeping the other outside linebacker, 
yep. um, around as well. Taylor Samito, yep, that would be a good – he's coming back. So, and there's still some people in this transfer portal that you and I still have no idea about. That And remember, we're yeah. getting one of the best running backs that has come from Clemson because he left. Yep, he's coming to us. Yeah, four star recruit from Clemson. Yep. We have the second best running back from the uh HBCUs. And I think we have, don't we have a wide receiver coming from an HBC or like a lower level division two? Um I thought it was a cornerback. I think we're getting we have a, a cornerback that's from, a Juco, one yeah. of the top Juco's. I know that. I think you're right about him. I think I was just reading something. He's a pretty decent wide receiver, but also a great punt returner. And that's good because we lost stars to the transfer portal. We lost a lot. We lost our two, two of our top four wide receivers. We lost Sean Ryan, who went to Rutgers. Yeah. But Sean Ryan, Sean Ryan this year, wasn't what Sean Ryan. He wasn't what, yeah. yeah, Two years ago. Definitely wasn't. And then Winston, Wright, We lost him to Florida state, which is definitely not ideal. Why would you go there? They, I know the name and everything, but they suck. Hey, I mean, shout out to them. Oh, wait, what's this one? Wide receiver Aaron. Yeah, I saw that. I That's the yeah. guy I was talking Jeremiah, about. This is who I was talking about. Yeah. Jeremiah Aaron. Aaron. He is the wide receiver they picked up from Navarro College, Juco. Oh, nice. Yes. Navarro I like it. College. Fun fact for all of my Netflix people out there. That is the cheer, the cheer school. If anybody watches cheer on Netflix, which is actually a very good show by me. Don't admit that you watch that. Hey, I'm just saying it's just you watch some bad TV that I've had. I do watch some bad TV. I, I, I fully admit <laughs> it. All right, uh, what do we got next? Ooh, this one came from my brother-in-law who gave me this. Um, Shout out to the brother-in-law. So the this is this next question is the impact that LeBron James has James has had on basketball and his future in the league and out of it. I think we, I think we can all agree that LeBron probably has a few more years left and then he's done. Uh, He has carved out a fantastic life for himself after basketball. Uh, I don't think he'll have his, I think his hands will be in every little thing that he can get a part of, um, which is fantastic for him. I think for a LeBron, phenomenal career like i I've, he's literally done everything he's won a title with his friends he's won it for his hometown and then he's won it for a big for for a, for a big city what else can you ask of him i mean i think I, I think realistic i think he's trying to realistically hope that he can stay in the league until Bronny jr comes in and they oh, play against each other. he wants I, to either play with his son or play against him I, and I think I think he's he's on track because it's not like he has had any crazy super scary injury that could end his career. Um, knock on wood. Knock on wood. But I think it's possible because what is Bronny is what like a senior in high school right now. I'm looking it up right now. Or a junior, he's got to be somewhere close. Class 2023. Oh, so he's a junior. So he's a junior. So you're so that's like you know two years because if anything, I'm assuming Bronny's gonna go to college. I don't see him going straight to the NBA unless his skills automatically have hey. literally just risen within a year. I could see him spending like two maybe two years in college, 
and then he enters the draft and then maybe LeBron, because that's three more years. I think LeBron could definitely has at least three more years left in him. Yeah, I think he does. Too. I, it's it's funny. Like he has offers. He has uh, no offers yet, but the college list that's on 24-7 sports is Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, and North Carolina. Um, yeah, that's I'm it. curious. I'm curious where LeBronny Jr. would go for school. I wonder if Unless, his, his dad will make him go to school because LeBron didn't go to college. LeBron didn't go to college. And if you also think about Zaire Wade, he skipped college and he's doing a year in the G League first. Yeah, good for him. He's not going to go play in the NBA. I mean, he's, he's not bad, though. He's not bad, but there's players that are heck of a lot better than him. Yeah. You know, his offers, his biggest offer was to Providence College. University of Providence. Really? Wow. Yeah. I think Providence oh, is not a bad big No, I think he – did he get Marquette too? I think he may have got Marquette. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Marquette did everything they could to get him. He's um, Dwayne Wade's son. I think the first part of this question, LeBron, the impact that LeBron has had on the game of basketball. I don't know if his total impact yet. I don't think we can really sit here and say what his impact has been until he's done and we start seeing players that watched him as kids kind of come more into the league. Um, and you have your Zions, you have your John Morant, who is a physical freak. Did you see him jump and block that shot the other night? Yeah, that was, that, that was, was ridiculous. ridiculous. I he thought ju- that was a video game. He jumped as high as my hands can go when I stand up straight. That's that was, so he was like eight feet in the air. Um, I think that's when we can kind of sit back and look at his impact. I, I can't really put a finger on it because you couldn't put your impact from the Jordan until afterwards. Yeah. That's until you start sure. seeing Kobe and everyone else. Um, oh, give me a second. I have to jump in, help something with work. Kevin, you take over and start answering stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I'm out here. All right, guys. Well, so I want to go ahead into the next one. So evolution of basketball the past 20 years. So basketball the past 20 years, it has definitely changed. Uh, So if you think about from where myself and Merritt have grown up watching the game, you know, the game changed from, you know, being athletic, being, you know, showing off your handles. Think about the times growing up. So I grew up with guys like Allen Iverson guys like Kobe, you know, it was all about your handles. And then uh, Vince Carter to what all the kids want to do now is go ahead and shoot threes from like half court and farther, which was totally non-existent in the early 2000s. So the fact that the game has changed into this three-point shooting league, still athleticism, but not as much. Um, It's very interesting. Uh, you think about now the NBA is a very positionless league. Uh, yes. You go from, you go from having, uh, you know, point guard, shooting guard all the way to center, but technically you, everybody can play one through five now, which is different. So, and that was help going ahead and kind of come in a sense, combating, competing with the international teams because the initial, international players are a lot more skilled 
no matter how big, how how tall. So, um, Merritt, your your take on this one? I think it's the same thing. Uh, I 100% agree with the position of basketball. Uh, growing up, you and I played basketball as kids. Mm-hmm. I couldn't if, play center. Now I, I can. I can't play. I couldn't play point guard. I had to play center or power forward because of how big I was. There is when you were, when we were kids, you were put into a position and you were told, learn this position. And that is it. So my ball handling was horrible until really I went to college and I just started playing pickup ball all the time and got better. I now can use my left hand. Very weird. I, it works in basketball somehow, Um, (laughs) (laughs) but it took that long for me to get to a point where I was comfortable playing and using both hands during a basketball game with dribbling and such and shooting. Um, nowadays, it doesn't matter. I remember when I coached a couple of years ago, I was coaching fifth and sixth graders. Granted, I'm running it in a system that I'm used to, but I'm still teaching them how to use every different part of the court, every different position, because I could just make sure that everyone's been moved around perfectly. Yes. Beautifully said, beautifully said. Alrighty. What do we got now? Upcoming Olympics and countries not participating. So I believe it is the winter Olympics are this year. Am I yeah. Right? They start in uh, like two and a half, three weeks. Okay. And I think it's in Beijing, if I remember correctly. Am yes, I right? It is. Okay. So I'm not going to lie. I don't know about which countries are not participating, um, but I can only imagine that it has to do with COVID and probably not having enough athletes to go ahead and travel. Yeah, the NHL uh, is not allowing any any NHL players to go. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was big. A lot of players have voiced their opinions about that, Um, which it's – you want to send your best athletes – Sure. You want you want to send, you know, let's use the Bruins as an example. Patrice Bergeron and Marshawn play for Team Canada with Sidney Crosby and a few other, other great hockey players that we have in the NHL. And they're not going to be able to go play and represent their country. So we're going back to the old school way of we're going to bring college. It's going to be like your college kids or whatever. Wow. It's, it's going to be just, interesting. It's not what we want. Yeah. You know, we want to see a lot of people go out and com- com- compete the right way. Uh, I know the United States government has basically said that they're, they don't want athletes going. It's like, we got to stop. We've got to stop this. Like we have to learn to live with COVID. Yeah. We're going to take, they're going to take all the precautions. Look at what they did in the summer Olympics. Was it great? No. But was it worth it? I would say yes. Um, so I would just, I would say, let the athletes go play. They know their risk. If they're vaccinated, then they're, you know, you, you hold them to a certain standard. If they're unvaccinated, then yeah, maybe you say that's the line we draw. Yeah. It's, but it's up to each individual country and it's up to, their health organizations on how they feel. So, yeah. And in every country is different. So, I mean, you know, if us that pulls off, pulls all their best players, they're only going to take college kids because they're younger. 
and you, the the younger kids may not be affected from getting sick as much. Whereas you know another country is gonna put every, all their monies and put all their put all their, everybody in there. It's gonna be hard. It's gonna be difficult. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah, it will be. All Sorry, right. I, I, I'm responding back to emails for work. You're, Sorry, you're guys. crushing this, it. This, you're crushing this, it right now. I'm this, out here. This is kind of like revenge on how I was sick. So, Merritt, you keep doing it. I'm going to keep on reading. You respond whenever you're available. So, this one, very nice question. I don't know who this is from. This is from my buddy, Mike. So, shout, shout out, out to, to Mike. Mike. All righty. So, does the NFL format help slash hurt teams when only one team gets a bye plus more injuries this year? <clears throat> very interesting question. So, Mike, if I would say... I mean, I, I know the one person by the one team by definitely is interesting, but as a fan, I think that adds for more drama, very exciting times. Um, I think the only difficult thing about this now is what it, I think they took away a preseason game. So there's only three preseason games now. Yes. So, and they added a game in the regular season. So the way I look at it as the way it kind of hurts the NFL teams is it's one la- one game less for evaluating talent. So if you really were a team that desperately needed game four of the preseason to help evaluate your, you know, for players to be a part of your team, or if you want them on your practice squad, I can see where this could be new format could be a problem, but if you're a team that is just firing from all cylinders and you're just ready to rock and roll and just happy to be a part of the playoffs. Cause I mean, let's just say this, if we didn't have this format, my Pittsburgh Steelers probably would not be in the playoffs this year. Right. So, you know, it helped another team get into the playoffs and enjoy it. But, you know, I, I, I definitely can see where it can hurt teams but I don't think I feel like it's I don't think it would hurt it as much as people might think about it. Yeah, I think I thought when they changed it to a 17 game season, I was like, oh, so used to 16 games. It, it's just an even cut down the middle. Mm-hmm. There's no questioning records. There's no, yeah. oh, they beat this. They beat that. Da, 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 da. And it's like you know, the, the Raiders and Chargers is a great example. They just had to tie. My and they God. both go to the playoffs. And then the Chargers call a timeout, and the Raiders are like, well, screw you. We're just going to run the ball now and go win the game. Oh um, so that's fantastic right there. But I think it helps your good teams with having a 17-game season because the first couple of weeks, we'll use the Patriots as a prime example of this. We finished 10-7. and seven. Right. The end of the year wasn't as good as we thought as it should have been, you know, losing those games. But the beginning year looked like dog crap. We were one and four at one point, something like that. We rattle off like six, seven wins in a row, eight wins in a row. I think for good teams, it's good to have that first month and or so to get everyone kind of situated again, revamped into the system, get the new guys acclimated. And it doesn't hurt you as much as it would 
in a 16 game season where almost you only get one week of kind of fixing time. And let's be honest, preseason. It's a waste. It's a waste. You need, I think three games is the perfect amount. Yeah. Because when you have the fourth game, even for fans, it's like, oh, my God, another preseason game. There will always be two teams that will play four preseason games because of the Hall of Fame game. Yeah. But that that's just something you'll deal with once every so often. And if you're the Lions and the Jags, you'll probably never have to deal with it. So you're fine. Yeah. Um, I think the issue that we come with it is having 17 games, the higher probability of somebody getting hurt yeah but you have a longer season so there's more probability if someone gets hurt in the beginning of the year that they can come back and play great example is derrick henry oh yeah that crazy ass guy got hurt in the middle of october he's still six in rushing yards which is pathetic um and he's going to be playing in two weeks because the titans won and they they got the bye yeah so He's going to come back and you know, the Titans aren't going to just put him on a leash. You no, let, him let him run. Go. He is going to want to get on the field and just tear everyone apart. So I think it's, it's a delicate balance. If you look at the bucks, it's the opposite. Their team looked great throughout the majority of the year. Oh yeah. Evans gets hurt. Brown gets hurt. Gronk gets hurt. Goodwin. Godwin is gone. Fournette got hurt. Their other wide receiver who's doing pretty decent got hurt. Yeah. Your whole defense got annihilated throughout the year. The defense is slowly getting better, but you're still without Godwin. You're now without Antonio Brown because of his stuff. Gronk isn't still a hundred percent. You lost a receiver. You still don't have Fournette back either. Fournette's probably not coming back this week. He may be back next week if you win. Uh, and that's a big if because you barely beat the Eagles and earlier in the year. Yeah. And then you have Mike Evans, who's maybe playing at 50%. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's very interesting the way it could work because you can even use like for those teams that qualified already week 17 is just like an extra week for some of them. Like they had for the Eagles. What's his name? Jason Kelsey. He played yeah. one snap and then he was done for the week. So he was just like, whatever. But because he, yep. he just needed to be on the active roster to get his money. Yep. There you go. All righty. So next question we got the upcoming draft and lack of quarterback talent compared to last year. All righty. I don't know who sent that one in. Shout My out buddy, to Mike. Mike, you yep. are the one out here, sir. We might need to have you have a special podcast just for you. But um, <laughs> don't get, don't tell him that he'll, his head will get inflated. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the upcoming draft, I'll be honest, it's not ready for my time to be looking at draft stuff for NFL right now because we are full NFL playoffs right now. Yeah, I haven't but, looked um, at anything. Uh, let me look on my phone to just see what, what goes on. Let's see. I'm going to do like myNFLdraft.com. I always do the WalterFootball.com one. Yeah, I know, but that I need a computer for that. And I don't uh, want my sure. computer to shut Could down. Die. Okay. So, what the hell? This one is crazy. All righty. 
So I have for the 220, according to myNFLdraft.com, first overall pick is an offensive tackle, Evan Neal from Ooh. Alabama. Okay. Followed by Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan, who I do, do know about. I thought he so there's a difference already there. My the one for Walter Football has Kavion Thibodeau. Thibodeau from Oregon going one. Oh wow, okay. Kenny Pickett from Schittsburg University University of Schittsburg, number two. Oh, that's terrible. And then Aiden Hutchinson to the Texans. Yeah, so on this one that I'm looking at, it doesn't have Mr. Pickett until number six to the Panthers. And might I add, very interesting, the New York football Jets and Giants have four of the six top ten picks. Yeah, and they're both going to fuck it up somehow. (laughs) I know. I'm sorry I just dropped the F-bomb, everybody, but they are totally going to mess that up. Yeah. So, what does yours say? Do you see what it says for them? We're not going to go through the whole draft because we'll save a day for that. Hold on, I have to pull it back up. I just. So it says Jets would take Derek Stingley, cornerback from LSU, at four, and an offensive tackle, Charlie Cross from Mississippi State, at number ten. Giants would be taking Ekem Ekwonu, offensive tackle from NC State. And I said that George, you said that. And George. Carla Laftis, defensive end from Purdue. So, all right. So, this is what I have here. The Jets on this is WalterFootball.com. Jets with the number four four overall pick would get George Kalafis from Purdue. The Giants would then get Evan Neal from Alabama. Okay. Then the Giants would draft David Ojibo from Michigan. And then the Jets would draft Derek Stingley from LSU. Okay. Which none of that will happen because both those teams just are atrocious. Um, This is definitely not a quarterback year. This is a – Definitely not. This is a defensive draft. So um, I think we'll be seeing a lot of defensive players in that first, you know, 15 to – 20 range. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Maybe you'll see a couple running backs. I know there was a couple decent ones out there, but really, really going to see a lot of defense pulled out. So we'll see. Um, like, like Kevin and I said, this isn't that time of year where we start paying attention to it. I'll probably start paying attention to the draft closer towards, what, April is when the draft is, right? Yeah, it's usually around April. I usually start to slowly look at it maybe like a couple weeks after the Super Bowl because that's yeah. usually when the, the combines start opening up. Who is someone from West Virginia? Was, oh, um, Letty. He's Letty's going, going to the, the combine. combine. He got invited, so good. which is well deserved. He should be drafted pretty high. <laughs> he's he looks pretty good. He's he's definitely an NFL back. He is, uh, I could see him going between like second to the fourth round if yeah. he does well in the combine i think unless I, he blows us out of the water with some sort of skill then then he gets into the end of the first but i could yeah, never I see him between he's a late fourth. he's a late second rounder and through fourth round i think i agree i don't see him going anywhere further than that um next the colts literally 
can't beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's all they had to do. Man, my god. They've goodness. lost their the last five years. That's 0-5 in Jacksonville in the last five years. How? I don't know. The the cons who own in the, the Jaguars must have some sort of spell on them. But yeah, I mean the fact that that the Colts all they had to do was win and they were in. And they they completely just didn't show up to play this weekend. Very disappointing because I was honestly excited to see someone like Jonathan Taylor in the playoffs, see how he would match up. And, and yeah, but you, get that. you know what? You have a guy named Carson Wentz as your quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, Carson Wentz didn't give himself any favors after that game. You know, it's just – I, you know, it's the NFL. That's the way it works. And good luck next year. Yeah. Good luck next that's all, year. That's all we got to say. Sorry for you guys. Uh, Patriots are in. The Steelers are in. Yep. I'll be Take glued to my TV. Uh, actually, my friend's it's, TV this yep. weekend. Watching this the weekend's going to be crazy. I'm going to be yelling and screaming. Um, probably get pretty, pretty inebriated because of it. Mm-hmm. Love it. Doesn't even matter the outcome. Patriots win, I still will. Patriots lose, definitely will be. <laughs> um, All right, what do we got next? Oh, this is from my from one of my guys. My one of my one out of like three questions that I got. Shout to my followers out here. Um, what team makes a chance on AB next year if he can play? I'll be hundred percent honest. I don't think. AB will get another shot in the NFL after this year. No, he's done. I think he is officially done. Um, his outbursts on national TV where he had to take off his pads and everything. I think that solidified AB at least being done probably for the next two years. It will be interesting though, because of his comments and him showing those text messages and everything. Yeah. There, I really think the NFL needs to actually look into this whole thing. Oh, yeah. Because I if, agree. It, what it, if that's true? I, that's the thing. We, we all take everything he says as a joke at this mm-hmm. point. But what if he's actually being truthful? Yes, he is a volatile human being. Something is not 100% right in his mind. Like I said last week, I hope he gets the help that he needs and he deserves. For sure. But also, we need to actually look into these accusations that he's putting out there. If he knew and he's sitting on the bench and says, I cannot play anymore on my ankle, coach. Give me the rest of the game. Like, And Arian said, no, you're done. then do I give him fault for leaving? No, I don't, but I give him, I tell him like, well, you left in the horrible fashion. Could have just, you could have just walked off the field. Um, Yeah. Didn't need to put on the show like he did. Right. But it's also a B that's his, that's his thing. So Mm -hmm. I really hope the NFL does look into it. I, I really hope they do their due diligence and whatever they find, to be the truth. And if Bruce did what he, you know, AB says, Bruce should be punished for that. 
you know, if AB, if it comes out that it was like a mix up between both of them, then they both should get punished for it. And if it's just AB, then yes, I think AB is done. I don't think you ever see him on a football field again. I think he is officially done at this point. He has burned too many bridges. Yep. Um, not with just players, but also teams. You know, the Patriots won't touch him. Tampa's not touching him. Steelers are not touching him. Yeah, and that's like highly, you know, recommended organizations from teams. So, like, you're talking, those are like top of the line class organizations. If they don't want to touch you, you're pretty much not going to get touched by anybody else. Well, hold on, hold on. I'm not putting the Tampa Bay Bucks as a class act organization because All right, well, for two years they've are. been a class act. Two very, years. Very good point. Good point. Let's let's be honest here. Pump the brakes on that. Let's let's pump the brakes. Um, okay. Brian Next Flores. One, where do we think he's going to land? We did mention mm-hmm. this, but where do you think, Kevin? Where do you think he's going to go? Man, because right now, if we're thinking about what's currently open, you know, Houston is open, uh, Minnesota's open, I believe Minnesota. Houston, Bears. Oh, yeah, it's the Bears. Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Giants. Giants. Raiders. Are they definitely open They right will now? be open. They, well, not right now because they're still in the playoffs, but they're, they're open because okay. they have an interim head coach. They're going to look. Uh, Did we say the, Denver? Denver and then the Dolphins. Mm. So. I think I, I see him, you know, so you got a lot of talent and young guys in Denver that he could probably work with. Um, I don't know if it would be necessarily his fit, but if I, if I were to go today on what I think that he should give it a shot, I think he would either go to Denver or stay in Florida to go to Jacksonville. Those would be my two choices. If I had to only guess with what I have available right now. Hmm. Really? You would say Jacksonville? I mean, if you're looking for, well, Jacksonville, they have at least a young quarterback that they Mm -hmm. could start to mold around. Yeah. Just like what he was doing with, with Tua. I would agree. Um, Uh, I think, I think, and I think, you know, he's a defensive guy. He can get that defense defense back in order if need be. And he doesn't have to really move too far. He's just moving, you know, a couple hours to Jacksonville. If he likes the warm weather, a couple know? hours north, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know He's if anyone. Tough. It's a tough one. I don't know if anyone wants to go to Houston because you don't know what's going on with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, uh, that's the biggest driver there. Where I wouldn't want to touch that one. I don't. Maybe, I could see the two places I could see him going, and I already mentioned one. With yeah. the Raiders, I think he would be a great coach for the Raiders just because of his mindset. He is a take no shit. I, this is we're setting these rules. This is how we need to do it kind of coach, mm-hmm. which in that organization, after everything they go through every single year, they need that. But they also have a well established offense that, if it is a hundred percent, is a pretty lethal offense. Overall, we we can agree to that they are pretty lethal. Their defense needs to be worked on, which he's like you said, defensive minded coach. So it'd be a good fit there, or going all the way north and going to Minnesota. Ah, uh, yeah. Minnesota already has a stout defense. 
They also have one of the best and brightest young wide receivers in the league. You have, I would say, well, you got a hell of a receiver duo. Yeah. Probably one of the best. Feeling, yeah. But I think you also have one of the top, you have a top five running back in the league. And maybe top two be, because he doesn't get hurt like two of the other guys all the time in Dalvin Cook. So maybe there. I don't know. Yeah. It, he should be the first coach hired. 100%. There's no one else in front of him right now. He should be the number one option for any team that's looking to hire somebody. Um, yes. So then let's jump into these hypotheticals. My friend Nikki. I like these. I like so these little these hypotheticals are, you have. These are pretty funny. Um, and we'll try to go through these quick because I know we've been, we're a little long-winded tonight, so we apologize, guys. We haven't seen each other in two weeks, so give us Seriously. a break. Um, all right, so here's our first one. Work once a week in the stadium of your team's biggest rival for a season if it meant your team would win a national championship title or tournament game. Would you do that? Yes. Okay. Now, which team would be your biggest rival? Because you have a lot, and I have a lot. So Yes. Okay. So if I'm going for a rival, I will go uh, – I would wouldn't, I would – as far as I'd say this, you would work at the Celtics. They would be numbered. Celtics would be number two. Ooh, ooh. Because at least I'm in. I'm indoors, and I'm I'm working indoors. You know what? Hold on. Oh no, you're not. I gotta the, think. You're not saying the Ravens, are you? It's just that Lamar Jackson is fun to watch live. it hurts my heart to say that but if i were to work somewhere i wouldn't mind working in baltimore just because at least i know that i'm gonna be get get a show for the eight or nine weeks that i'm working a home game and you know i would i i i just to see that play out would be Interesting, because I mean, for those that know on the on the pod, I do work at MetLife Stadium, watch the Jets and Giants, which is a struggle to go through because yeah. it's double the pain. Uh, so, because when the Jets aren't home, then the Giants are, and it's just a struggle. But yeah, I mean, if if, if so, if, if I just want to make sure I got this question correctly, so you win the I championship. Work, we win the championship year. that year. If it's because I win the championship that we're that year, yes, I will go ahead and work at my rival seat, rival stadium for a season for sure. Awesome. All Just right. so I could say in my head, I got to experience a Super Bowl title at this or a, a, a world championship while working there, which okay. is the one thing I haven't had experience yet at MetLife, which is why I'm trying to hold on. But I feel like I'm going to have to die until I get one of those teams to win a title. Yeah, they're never going to get there. Yeah, fun Let's fact, when I started working there, the year before was when the Giants won the, the title in 2011. 2012, yeah. Hmm. That's, uh, yeah, that's what happens, though, Kevin. And it's, a, and it's a long time ago now, yeah. That's uh, 10 years ago. Yes, what about you, Merritt? Would you? So it's tough because I would want to work, mine's kind of similar to yours. Is, do I work for a Patriots rival or do I work for the most hated team that I've, there's two teams that I hate extreme, like so much. The passion of hate that I have for these two teams is almost like 
neck and neck. I mean, you know you want to be rocking that crypto.com arena. You know see, you would I love almost, to work there. See, I almost would say I'd go work for the Yankees for a year if the Red Sox won. But at the same time, I hate New York Yankee fans. I think they're the worst fans in the, oh, in the MB, MLB. I that bad. Dude, I are horrible. I saw some guy try to get in a fight with his mom. I mean, welcome to New York. You know, it's yeah, I know. It's thing. just it's horrible. But like, <laughs> I can't. I cannot put myself into yeah, that. Like, you can't even stomach it. Even I, I literally feel Yankees, sick to my stomach. World thinking, Series champs. I love it. We've won. We've won enough. I, I feel sick to myself. Think about it. The Patriots is hard because who are their rivals? Do you know the Colts used to be, but they're not really anymore. Denver was when Peyton was there. I, I would think if if you're going if you're if it's if it's someone you're gonna go to, you'd probably be either going to somebody at AFC East. Which, so you'd either be working for the Jets or the Dolphins or the Bills or the Bills. Nah, screw it. I'd go work in LA. I'd there go you go. Work. Good job. I would go work in LA because it's hot and warm. And yeah, at least it's warm. It's there the you stupidest go. arena name ever. And I can make fun of it the whole time I'm working. There you <clears> go. But I would do that because I want the Celtics to win a championship with Jalen and Jason. So gotta love it. Gotta and love the, it. the Patriots are getting closer every week, which is <laughs> fine. All right. So the next yeah. one. Okay. What, this one is interesting. Would you rather your most hated rival team win the next five Super Bowls or never watch football again? Next five Super Bowls. Oh. So if the Ravens went five in a row. Oh, God, that's a lot to deal with. <laughs> that's a lot to deal with. Because then you're going to hear all the Raven fans, oh, we got more titles than you guys. Oh, man. I think I would. Uh, I'm going. So next five. So that's just five years. Yeah. I think I can deal with five years because then if anything worse comes to worse, <clears throat> I could change the channel. Yeah, exactly. I would. Be, I would say the same thing. Five years. I would. I would be if we if we want to say the Patriots <coughs> rival, we'll go with the Bills. If the Bills okay. won a Super Bowl for the next five years, okay, whatever. The Bills yeah. went four years in a row and lost every year. So I'm not really holding my breath that they would win five in a row. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Alrighty. I would do that. I I love watching football on Saturday and Sunday. So I, I yeah, yeah, I, I, can't, I, can't I can't not watch football ever again. I just need to get YouTube TV to be on the same page as me and say, I want to watch Patriot games. I don't want to watch crappy teams. Yeah. The struggle's real. It's such a struggle. Last one. This one is fun. This one. Oh, my Lanta. Yes, sir. Would you rather your favorite team in the NFL spend 50 million in free agency on Blake, Blaine Gabbert or Blake Bortles? Blake Bortles. Same here. Yeah. There's no even- Blake, Blake Bortles, because at least I know that there is some sort of success in his life. Because I loved him when he was at UCF. Shout and out to he, my friends that would go to UCF out and here. And when he was in Jacksonville, when they yes. went to the AFC Championship game, exactly, and, and lost to the Patriots, 
He actually looked pretty well. He is a backup, I think, in Green Bay right now. Yeah. He was a backup in New um for the Patriots for like a hot second too. A hot I think. second, yeah. I'm pretty sure he was, right? Yeah, he was signed with us for like a hot second. But I I think Blaine Gabbert is actually still the backup for Tom Brady down in Tampa. Yeah, I is he? I think so. Oh my Lance, I, I love it. I wanna Blaine Gabbert. How are you still playing football? Yeah, he's in Tampa. Oh my god. Oh I my god. It. He was I, he was drafted with a 10th overall pick in the 2011 draft. Oh my gosh. Shout out to him. I'm older than him by like a month. <laughs> I love it. And he's worth a lot of money. <laughs> got to love it. Shout out to Blake Bortles though. I know that man just had a raw deal. He, yes, he really did. For sure. What? Let's see. Where are you at? Are you going to try and find where Blake Bortles is at right now? His first name isn't even Blake. It's Robbie. Oh, so we've just been lied to. Uh, his oh middle gosh. name is Blake. Okay. Huh. Where are you at? Where are you at, bro? All right. So let's see. 2000. 14 through 18, he was in Jacksonville. Okay. Then he went to Los Angeles and was a backup for golf for a year. Then signed with the Broncos after Drew Locke got hurt in 2020. Okay. Was released like two weeks later once Locke was fine. Then re-signed to the practice squad. Then was placed on practice squad COVID list. Um. Yeah, he was on the Broncos practice squad for majority of last year. Then went back to at the end of the year of 2020 to the Rams as a practice squatter, uh, following an injury to Goff. And this is where it gets very fun and interesting. Holy crap! This is just all over the place, bro. Um, on in May. 2021 signed a one-year deal with the Packers for 1 million was released July 27th on November 4th re-signed with the pack Packers pack Packers practice squad. Don't try to say that 10 times fast <laughs> um, as a backup to Jordan love after Rogers was unavailable due to COVID diagnosis on November 6th. He was evaluated. Uh, Evaluated to the active roster for the Kansas City game and then released November 15th. On Christmas Eve, he signed with the Saints as a backup to Ian Brooke after Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon both contracted COVID. So, yeah. The last time he played, he actually played in a game was in 2019. Okay. Um, one for two for three yards. Hey. That's actually hilarious. His best season was in 2015. He threw over 4,000 yards, 35 touchdowns, 18 interceptions. He got sacked a lot. Wow. Yeah, he was in Jacksonville. He led the league two years in a row getting sacked. Damn. Shout out to him. He He holds franchise records in Jacksonville. Most touchdown passing touchdowns, 
most passing yards in a season, most pass attempts in a season, pass completions in a season, passing touchdowns in a game, five. That's cool. Most consecutive games with a passing touchdown, 15. Good for him. That's pretty good. Um, Most passing attempts in a game. Yep. Wow. Love that. Good for him. You know what? Shout out to Blake. Blake, you do you, boo. You know, keep making that money somewhere and you'll never start a football game again, but he'll be a great backup and a great coach one day. He'll be definitely be a coaching somewhere, somewhere. Oh, yeah. He's 29 years old. Oh, he's got another like four or five years. What's his net? I want to know his net worth just for. Just for the giggles. We are running close to our almost hour and a half. I know. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Sorry. I'm horrible at this. It's all good. It's all good. We're making up for lost time. $30 million. Good for him. Good for him. Good for him. Yes. That's awesome. All right. So that's all we got tonight. Kevin, did we miss anything? Uh, No, we did not miss anything. We were just rocking and rolling as we normally do. Uh, For those that are listening right now, next week, you're going to have our guest, Christy. Yep. Am I right? Yes, she should be on. If uh, anything changes, we will let you guys, well, you'll find out next week. <laughs> There's no way of telling you guys ahead of time. So, <laughs> And then worst comes to worst, if anything, if 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 something, for some reason, Christy can't make it, we'll just wing it and it'll be a good time. Like we've yeah. done it before. Maybe we'll have a different guest on if she can't. We'll yeah. just throw somebody randomly on. Like, <laughs> we'll just be like, yo, you want to hop on a Zoom call? You want to hop get as in? many Let's... people to be on a Zoom call as possible? That'd be hilarious. But guys, don't worry. Next week's episode will not be this long. I promise. We'll we'll cut it back down to our normal hour and 10, hour and 15. Promise. Yes. But Kevin, do Take your thing. Out. Yeah. My gosh. It has been two weeks since I've done this, people. So for those that are watching on the YouTube, make sure you continue to watch on the YouTube at Manly Musings Podcast on YouTube. Uh, follow us on Instagram at the Manly Musings Pod. Follow Merritt at his social medias. Kevin at his social medias. Merritt, you want to say yours real quick? Yeah, Merritt underscore P on Instagram. That's the yes. best place to follow me. And then, you know, you could follow me at kquava624 on Instagram. That is my jam. Thank you guys again. And remember, take care and good night. Peace, y'all.